Hello and welcome for the last time on Brit Radio to Halftime Talks. I am your host, Nick, as always. And I am Corfum. And yeah, we have made it to the end of Brit School for us. Yeah, damn. It's been a mad two years. It has. It's been up, many ups and downs, many different yeah. things that we did not expect when coming Pandemics, in 2019. you know, <laughs> isolation, a bit of this, a bit of that, but wouldn't yeah. change it. No, no, really, it was it was wonderful yeah. experience. So, well, this episode we just kind of want to talk about. We're going to briefly cover the football news, mm-hmm. some predictions for next year, uh, and also discussing what what's the, what's the, what's going to happen to the show. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk a bit about uh, ourselves yeah. uh, and us going forward. Exactly. So. And we'll have some special guests on the show later on. Yes, indeed, we will. Uh. <laughs> but yes, yeah, let's just kick it off with the actual football stuff, transfers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, not much going on in the world of Premier League transfers no, so far. Hardly anything. I feel like we've both made one transfer properly so far. With yeah. us with Sancho, which has been the longest saga. I mean, it's massive. <laughs> it's, it's n- <laughs> I think we were talking about this when we started the show Literally, last week. Probably, if you look yeah. back on the first episode, we are talking yeah. about the Sancho saga. So yeah. it's, been, oh, it's been a year. We've come full circle, full baby. Circle, <laughs> and he finally did sign, sign that contract. So, exactly. you know... I don't. How much of a difference do you think that's going to make for the United season? I think it'll make a big difference because when you don't have a winger on your team who plays in that position full time, mm. it can really affect your attack unless you play in a specific way. And I feel like that can add so much, especially you know with the rumours that we're going to have Rashford out till October because of the shoulder surgery, yeah. which is so so upsetting. But you know, another winger in there. We've got a very very good attack. I feel like it can make major differences to our season that I think we didn't have last season. Even though a lot of the major problems were in defence, <laughs> but yeah, we're currently true. fixing attack. But I still think that it can take us a lot further. Yeah, I, I, I think it will be a, a good addition to have mm-hmm. extra wingers anyway. Because as we've seen last year, injuries can be a problem for teams at the top. Liverpool had the defensive problem, but you can have a problem out uh, out in attack. As we've seen, Rashford's already injured. Mm-hmm. I reckon if you get another one, like if Fernandez goes out, United have a problem with attack, right? It's it's essentially like us losing Van Dijk would yeah. be them, you know, United losing uh, Fernandez. So it would be a big problem. I think it's always good to have depth in all yeah. your areas, but United should probably sign a centre back. I think or, my yeah, you know, definitely get a centre back. Like you before. know, the Varane rumours, like I'm all for it. Get him in, decent centre back. We've all it's seen very him good play. Back, yeah. You know. World Cup winning centre-back. He's one of the best, yeah. to be honest. I'm surprised that United even have a chance at it. It's probably just because of all of the problems currently at Real Madrid and Barcelona with yeah. their financials. Major issues. But then again, you look at how much money Barcelona pay up their players and it's just like, so you guys have financial problems but you're willing to pay someone like 500 they, They've week. just mismanaged like, their funds. Huge. Yeah. I mean, imagine paying over 100 million for both... Dembele and for Coutinho. These players are not worth over 100 mil, even when you Dude, bought them. they don't even, they hardly even play. And if they do yeah. play, they're not even that good. Like, no, they're not. I mean, look, I, I always rate Philippe Coutinho. I always do. I think he's very underrated. Even after he left, underrated. guys. Even after he left, I still think he's underrated. And, 
you know, I've got a soft spot in my heart for him always. I don't. But he's definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> but he's definitely not worth. Player. <laughs> yeah. His his long shots were yeah. oh, something else. No, but he's he definitely not worth a hundred mil. Yeah. Like that's. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't think anyone is worth a hundred mil. No, no. Let's. I don't. Real. I don't care if you're a footballer or if you're anything. I don't think anyone should be having that much money. No, no. I but, think there um, should be caps, transfer yeah. caps for real. A uh, hundred mil. Caps, yeah. Uh, that you can pay because playing over a hundred mil for a person to pay for a football club, it's ridiculous. Insane. And wage caps as well. I mean, we've talked about it before, but like some of the insane wages that these players are paid, and now we're already seeing it. it's coming back to bite these, uh, you know, these millionaires who exactly. just splash In out the, the cash back, regularly. So. Uh, so you know, obviously La Liga is probably we're going to see a bit of a decline of that league. Over I the think next we've few been years. seeing a decline of the La Liga for a very long time. That's recently, that's true. You know? no, the I last think, five years, you at know, least. you've seen Ronaldo leave. You've now got Ramos leaving. Messi, I don't know why he's still at Barcelona at this point. They they don't want to let him go. He wants to go, but he's too expensive for anyone else in the world to afford. Yeah, that's the point so where you get to, like, isn't it? When you get signed for 100 mil, you exactly, have to make some of that back. Exactly. But this, like, no one can pay it. So. No one can pay that. But, you know, I think the major transfers really have just been going to PSG. Yeah. You've got a Ramos coming in. they got Ronaldo. They really know. want to win the Champions yeah. League. I, I really think that's what they're after at this it. point because, you know, they did miss out on winning the league uh, last season, which was League yeah. One last season, which is kind of crazy. Mental because it's almost like have. the squad that you have and you can't win the French League. Um, but yeah, I think Champions League is what they're going for. But then again, we've seen like with City, have they been able to win even though they've paid that much money for a million players? Champions League is not the one that you can just buy, buy your way into yeah, because no. it is one of these competitions that it's just very hit or miss. Like as we said in the Euros and things, one team can have a bad game. France can play against Switzerland bad one time and they're out for the whole thing. Exactly. So, like, Think about how it affected know. United last season. It's like we beat all these big teams and you lose to Istanbul and, now you, and all of a sudden you're out of group stages. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, yeah. you don't just finesse your way through the Champions League and I think they need to realise that but you know yeah. they've got a solid team there and they do look I think because obviously they made the semi-final this year and they made the final last year so they're you know they're nearly there they're getting there in the same way that England you know we had the semi-final and then the <laughs> final what's next you know I, I think PSG have a very big chance especially with Donnarumma because mm. I think one thing they were lacking was a serious Goalie. seriously good goalkeeper so you know Donnarumma is a Massive. He's massive young. Keeper. He is insanely tall. Yeah, big. tall. He can, he's a big guy. Yeah. yeah, he's young, so they can have him for so long. Yeah, it's a good. It's a very good it's signing. It's a very good signing, and you know, I don't see Mbappe leaving them anytime soon because once again, I don't think anyone can afford him. Yeah, that's uh, the, the likes of Man City might be able to, but Man City are out here trying to sign Kane. They're out here trying to secure Haaland. Haaland might end up going to Chelsea. You don't even know. It's like it's like you got these two massive cash cow teams in City and Chelsea in the Premier League. Haven't made a single signing yet, either team, but they have the funds to do so. Yeah, so, so they're holding out on a major one. I mm. reckon, to be honest, City are probably playing it by like, look, we will sign, if we can't sign Kane, we'll sign Haaland. If we exactly. can't sign Haaland, we'll, we'll sign, sign Kane. Kane. So I think they're, they're running on that. Mbappe, I've not really heard many. I've heard nothing Liverpool about have the interest in Mbappe, but Liverpool would never sign Mbappe. I just, I mean, prove me wrong, please. Sorry, Liverpool prove won me wrong, the Premier League. You guys won the Champions League and who did you even sign? Yeah, like, like, nobody, it's, exactly. It's, so it's, we've proven we can do it without no yeah. big money moves. But again, it could just be about selling shirts. It could be about having the grandeur of having Mbappe in the team. You like know? how, like even when you guys signed Minamino, you guys didn't sign him to play him because you never play him, but the cert, <laughs> no, the no. amount of shirt sales that you guys probably got 
yeah so, exactly you know, it's true it's a whole new market yeah, or whatever yeah. you know so yeah i don't know liverpool in the in the transfer market always kind of that perplexes me a little bit yeah. i'm very confused by what they do but it works so i don't question it um canate yeah. is a good signing for liverpool that we've made we just needed another center back you guys back, needed so. another center back like the way it deteriorated your season last season when you lost Virgil, then you lost Gomez. It was like you lost everyone. <laughs> you bro. lost everyone, and, and then you started losing backup centre backs and then backup backup centre backs. We lost backs. the bloody uh, dinner lady, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we lost everyone who tried to you play. You guys in lost defense. everyone, but so, um, you know it was good that we signed a centre back. Do you I think. think this is going to be Liverpool's comeback season? You know, you've got, it's like things were bad, but then you still made top four last season. Now you've got the likes of Virgil back. Gomez will probably be back. You've got you've got your entire squad back. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, I think. To be honest, it really depends on whether the front three get their mojo back. And obviously, with having our defenders come back... I mean, fans we, back. The fans back. Look, there's there's potential for it, but I need to see the attackers doing their job mm. because they weren't last season, but they were excuses to go with that. Like, our midfielders weren't playing in the right position. They had to drop back, so they couldn't play the normal counter-attacking, yeah. kind of pressing football that they like to. So, if all that goes to plan then it, it always lined up for, for a comeback team. So I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say yes. I think it definitely is. I think it would be good if we signed maybe even just as a youngster, bring Minamino mm. back maybe, sign a young winger, something like that to put the pressure on a little bit. But we've got Yota as well. So honestly, yeah, I, I think this year, Liverpool winning the title, 100%. Yeah, yeah, and by comeback, I mean winning the league. That's Blimey. what I mean. <laughs> what an odd take. I don't see Liverpool winning it. I really see it going to Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, look, Chelsea, they it's are on a hot streak right I would now, say, winning the And Champions it's not even League. just because of winning the Champions League. That is a massive confidence booster in itself. Yeah. But also, this is a Chelsea squad. You've got a Euros winner in that squad in Georgina, who hardly ever plays, but still bringing that morale to the team. You've got an insane squad there. You've got someone who scored the Champions League winning goal in Havertz. Had a decent run with Germany you know, over the Euros. You've got young players in Mason Mount in your squad. You've got a left-back in Chilwell who hardly plays in the Euros, but you know has some decent talent in his own squad. You've got a manager. Yeah, and he's really good. Thiago Silva. You've got Thiago Silva. And we've seen how that Chelsea squad falls apart without Thiago Silva. Um, But either way, you've got a really good squad, really good manager, coming off winning the Champions League. I think they can be a real threat next season. If they come on strong and they keep it that way. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree. I, I think it is between, for me, in my mind, it's between Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, possibly Man United. With the signings they're making, Man United are looking to do it. I, think I, I just don't see Man United as a threat like that. I don't know why. And I might be eating my words next season. Like, we're going to listen to this back and consult at the end of the season. I just don't see Man United. I think like a lot don't of people don't see Man United like that, but I think that's I think that's just underestimating us. I think it's because of last year. It's I because of last season. We saw them play so well, but still fall so short. We need to work on consistency. I think if Man United stay consistent this year, we've made some decent signings. We're in the running to make some even better signings. If we manage to keep players like Pogba, I don't see what's going to stop us. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what might stop it is just like. Beneath the management, you know, what I'm saying Ole. Might I don't think he can outmanage Tuchel, Klopp, and Pep. These are some legends of the game right now, and I'm not saying that. To be honest, Ole's done pretty well, considering his, um, you know, his track record. Considering he's not had much experience at any other job, yeah. and he still managed to take Been relegated before. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he still managed to take Man U to second, you know, second and to a Europa League final. That's yeah. that's not anything to you know be ashamed of. 
but I just I just don't know. I just don't see them. them I I don't know who I'd bring in for Ole, which is why I don't necessarily see a reason to get rid of him. I think I think the progress has been slow, but I think there's been progress. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Second in the league is really it's better than you know where we've been in previous years. And even if you compare it to last season, well, we came third, but right at the end of the season, also finished. Uh, went in the semi-finals of the Europa League where you got one step further in both the league and in exactly. Europe. Exactly. So. And we got further a lot quicker than we did last season where we had to, okay, Man United post-COVID lockdown, an insane team. Yeah. So I yeah, think if we can see, you know, post-NHS, you know, Martial back in the squad, <laughs> <laughs> scoring goals here, there, Rashford coming off, you know, straight off surgery, mm. massive comeback there, you know, Bruno Fernandez getting back in that groove of things. I think the guy needs rest. Yeah, yeah. I think we saw Bruno sort of drop off towards the end of the season. Mm. We saw him slightly drop off in the Euros, but the guy has been playing every single game since since we basically signed him. Yeah, that's true. And he's a he's a runner as well. Like he, he is. He, he, he uh you know he used to use a lot of energy. People said like, oh well, Maguire's played every game. So I think it's a different role for a defender than it mm-hmm. is for. Uh, you know, someone like a playmaker. And it's al- it's also just because we heavily relied on Bruno for everything. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like no Every Bruno, goal no created, game. yeah. No Bruno, no game. And so it's a matter of... And also we've got like... You've got a Luke Shaw who's on like a really good... He, I think he's on the top of his game. He is. He's in the peak of his career right yeah. now. He did really well, really, really well. The years he got a goal in the final. Dude. You know that's <laughs> mental. <laughs> so I want to get into it because I'll probably start like screaming about it like I did last show. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Man United squad is good enough to get us far. I think you know if it's not this year, it's the year after. I have belief in us. I th- I think I think we should be included in the argument of you know who's gonna win it. I know. I mean, look, I'm I'm maybe that's some of my Liverpool bias <laughs> clouding my vision here, but I do think Man U have a decent team. I don't think they're not, I don't think they're gonna do bad this year. I think they probably might win some domestic trophies even. I need us to win a trophy. Um, oh. They're in much need of it, dude. Much it's been it. like four years since 2017 since we won the Europa League in 2017. That's the last time United won a trophy. Almost five years ago now. Yeah. So it's about time Crazy. Ole gets a cup to his name, the team gets a cup to their name. You know, yeah. we need it. No, for real. Yeah. I, I mean, I reckon if we're thinking predictions for next year, <laughs> then winning the league, we've sort of been tiptoeing around it. You said Chelsea, mm. and I've said Liverpool. What about the rest of the top four? I'm going Chelsea, City, United, Liverpool. Chelsea, City, United, Liverpool. Liverpool fourth? Okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. And United third. To be fair, that doesn't seem too off to me. I would, I, I would have rough. those four teams. Yeah. I mean, I reckon there will be some kind of dark horse coming up, like a Tottenham or an Arsenal, Leicester. Yeah. Let's not forget about them coming Leicester. up and taking End one of, of them places. Leicester. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know they always drop down to the Europa spots, uh, but who knows? You know, we might have a might have a mad season. Um, so we'll see. I think it's going to be the same teams though, just to be safe. But I'm going to say Liverpool, Chelsea, City, United. Because I think City are going to have a bit of a mare, regard like I think that too. I don't know why. Like, it just feels, you know, it just feels like yeah. it. Maybe we're just like praying because they oh, won yeah. it, you know. Dude, I'm so, by so much last year. tired of the other side of Manchester winning everything. everything. <laughs> like, dude, they got so close to doing never the winning the Champions League though. So. Nah, never, never. So, okay, but who would you say is going to win the Champions League then? Champions League. Champions League is always the hardest to predict because it's everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally, everyone. and. 
the same um, with the Europa as well. Like, if you asked me last year, as soon as Man United dropped to Europa, do I see Villarreal winning? I would have looked like you. No, no way. Villarreal going to go out in the round mad? of 16 yeah. or whatever. But, but. Um, but the Champions League, I would say, just because they made all these signings and they're looking quite good now and they've really needed it for a while, I'm going to say PSG. Yeah, I don't see it coming to England. No. no I, don't I think it. once it's... It doesn't come two years no, in a row, you know? No. But so I definitely yeah. see uh, PSG possibly doing it. Maybe around Madrid even yeah. uh, against the odds. I don't know why they just they've kind of got that pedigree in the tournament. We yeah. can even see an Italian team maybe even doing it because they've been doing quite well recently. Inter, Juventus. Yeah, potentially is Juventus is in the Champions yeah. League, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure they did just about make it. They right? just about made just it. Just about yeah. made yeah. it. But they might get that act together. Ronaldo and Messi not making it into the Champions League, <laughs> 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 but then both of them did make it. So. Yeah, they did in the no, end. No, but I think Inter have had a mad season. Yeah. One, one the. They won the Scudetto last season. Really good team. You know, Lukaku is in a madness at the minute. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing really well. Team. And he's done well at the Belgium Into Chester well. United, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Seriously, actually, you know, I think Inter are going to win the Europa League. Really? That's what I think, yeah. I think they're going to, obviously, they're going to be in the Champions League, isn't mm. it? But something's going to happen. They're going to be like Man United. They're going to go third place Drop into down. the... Fair enough. Yeah, I can see I, them doing it. it. Just seems like that kind of tournament. Yeah, I can see. I can definitely see PSG winning it. I just think they're hungry for it. The signings they've made, they want that. I yeah. think they're they're craving that win, and I think they can do it. Europa League is a lot different. It's a lot harder pr- to predict. You know, you've got the likes of West Ham in there. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't Quite see West, West Ham doing it. <laughs> I don't think so. Either, um, I think West Ham nice. had a great season last season, but I don't see them replicating that again. Nah, mid-table um, finish to, to to lower half yeah. for West Ham this season. Yeah, sorry um, about that. But still, well done. You know, oh yeah, no, no, no that's cool. And I'm rooting for them in the Europa League, 100. percent Same, same. Um, but I can see it going. I can see it going towards Italy, Spanish country, somewhere. You know, but you know, I guess we'll never. Think, forget about the big boys like Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, I think, definitely could do the Champions League again. It's very possible. Bayern Munich scare me. <laughs> 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 like if we, Man United have been put in some horrific routes and we've won it, but oh my gosh, being put up against Bayern. Who wants that for themselves, no, you know? No one. They're one of the most efficient teams <laughs> yeah. in the world at the moment. I think it's quite interesting how none of us said in any of our teams. None I of us said that Liverpool had Man Nah, I don't know why. I just, I just don't. No. And Liverpool have very good Dude, pedigree in that tournament. we couldn't beat Villarreal the other, like, in the Europa League <laughs> final. You got to the final, we though, to be beat, fair, against some good teams. We couldn't beat Istanbul in group stages. <laughs> like, I think we can go a lot further than group stages this year, but I still don't see us winning it. Yeah, okay. I, I, I see that. What about domestic cups? FA Cup? FA Cup, I think United are going to win I the FA Man Cup. United yeah, really yeah, I don't know why. Though. I just feel like they are. Yeah. Um, Carabao Cup. City. 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 They win it every <laughs> year. You know, it's either going to be City or maybe like a. I would really like to see to go to Tottenham just because I feel bad for them, bro, at this point. I, I like making the joke as much as everyone else that, oh, you're not won a trophy. I just feel bad for them. Win a trophy already. And especially if. It would be funny if Kane left and then they'd win a trophy. They won a trophy. Game. Dude, I be... find that so hilarious when he goes to like a city or something and they don't win anything that and year. And then Tottenham actually wins it. That'd be, that'd be perfect for it. That'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I feel like... Carabao Cup, really? Tottenham? I mean, no one really cares. but No one, no one cares. Yeah. But it's still like, at the end of the day, they haven't won a thing in a very long time. It's the only thing I could see them like having the ability to win. Yeah. Maybe FA Cup. Maybe. But or, or I guess Europe, the Europa Conference, the Europa Conference League, they might win that, you know. But I don't know Isn't what kind weird, of achievement that is. Isn't it weird a season of Arsenal and no Europe? Like, 
it's mental. I mean, I like it. It's it really is. I mean, talking about Arsenal. <laughs> I'm oh, pretty sure shit. anyone who's a football fan <laughs> will know this. Arsenal coming where? They lost. They lost in to, preseason to Hibernian. Two one. Imagine. Look, we know preseason doesn't mean yeah. anything. We're not Do you know trying what? to. Preseason doesn't mean anything to any of us. But come on, Arsenal. It's like. You want to start your even just your preseason off a little bit well after the season that you've had, but yeah. come on. That that is really ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but that's all football that we have at the minute. Yeah, like, there's not really much else to it, talk about, isn't it? It's that bit of the year where Premier League's over now, all of European championships are over, international competition is now over. Yeah. Players are now either on holiday because they've just finished playing in all these championships. Yeah, as they should, good for or, them. They're in pre-season at the minute, yeah. if you weren't away. So I hope everyone who is on holiday is having a good time and anyone who's playing, you know, training is having a good time too. Yeah, don't lose to Hibernian. <laughs> but just before we finish, what are your opinions? This is going to be really silly, but what are your opinions on your club's new kit? Because I have a lot to say about mine. Oh, I, I, I really... I have a lot to say about no, mine. No, for me, I think it's going to be well out there. It's something that happens in the summer. Um, Liverpool's new kit... It looks a bit naff, but to be honest, I like it. I like it. The, the stripes on the side are okay. Yeah. Eh, but the away kit, I very much like. Very regal. Very fancy. I feel like Liverpool's away kits are always quite nice. Like they your, are. Your colour Consistently. last season. Mm. We, we kill it I every year. I actually quite rate Man United's new one. Me too. I was me really too. like, I, I'm i not the biggest fan of the new sponsor, the way it's like. But no, me neither. The old school vibe, you know, it's quite retro. You've got like the white. It's simple. Down I here. like it. It's just it's the red. You have got your little logo. The Adidas here, and you know what? Team Viewer also sponsor Mercedes, which is one of my favorite F1 teams. So I'm not here to complain. Damn, so I, I just think like, it looks weird to me. It just looks. Weird. I would like maybe to have like a sh- like for me, Sharp looks so cool. Yeah. Across, or Chevrolet. Chevrolet, I think we've had for so long, and I think it's just getting used to now the Team Viewer. But you know what? Yeah. I rate it. The one thing I would say is maybe the kit could be a bit darker. It's a bit plastic mm. red, but you know that that that's fine. I like the Liverpool. But also reds, like the dark. inside, it says something like love, courage. Oh, that's nice. You, something like that. It's just really sweet, and it's just like we're going old school. Yeah, I like that. I, I like, like a lot it. of the kits this season. You know, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's it's turning out to be a good one in that regard. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that because it is summer. It's that time of the year. No, of course. The kits are yeah. an important part. You Man know? United <laughs> dropped theirs yesterday. So we I might have to like, do a bit of a ranking of yeah, them in the future. That would be quite kits. a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> put Liverpool bomb last. Like, <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> City right at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. cities aren't too bad this year, to be fair. Exactly. But we are wrapping up our football talk. And we hope here on Brit Radio that you've enjoyed that. This is not the end of the show, by the way. Well, we're not ending the show. We're no. just ending the football part of it. But I think we both very much enjoy talking football. Yeah. Um, really week in, week out, sharing our opinions. Um, and for me personally, I'd say one of my favourite parts has been being able to share my opinions on other stuff that's gone on around the footballing world. I think we've used our platform in the sense that if it's to do with racial injustice or homophobia or sexism, anything like that, just being able to have someone to put that out there. Yeah, no, 100%. It's That's, to me, one of the best parts of the show is that yeah. we can not just talk about the actual game, but all the event, events surrounding the game. Because exactly. the game doesn't happen in isolation. There's a whole culture around it. Exactly. And that's one of the most important things to uh, to discuss when discussing football, as well as the, the rights of fans and their, you know, their need and want to own their clubs and things. And we've covered that as well. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's... It's been a crazy year. Yeah, European really Super League... 
you know. There's been a bunch of European Super League. We've had the Euros pushed back <laughs> yeah. uh, to the next year. Um, we we've had seen a Champions West League. Spurs running away with the title. <laughs> City would dropped all the way down. And yeah, then the beginning of the year back. was like, mental. It, it, it was it, insane. Like, there was COVID that scares. Moment, just yeah. every, I can't even remember the, some of the mad scorelines we've had, like 7 2, 6 1, in the same week. In the same week. And then we had the exact same comeback. Man United then went 6 2, and you guys went 7 0 against Palace. The yeah. Same weekend. Very which is strange. crazy. Uh, Man United did the 9 0 on Southampton. <sighs> Two years in a row, that poor team. They yeah. added to Leicester and, as well the year Southampton before. But Southampton have actually done pretty well, which is mad as well. Yeah. We don't even, uh, not yeah. really not talked about them. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's been a crazy Premier League season. It's been a crazy Champions League season. It's been know, a crazy European football, football season. season yeah. like, everything's been going exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. But we've loved talking about it. But now we welcome the very lovely Natalia Yarish to the show. Hello. Wow. So Natalia, introduce yourself. <laughs> Who are you? Why are you here? Our very special guest. Well, I'm Natalia. I'm the driver for this show. I'm very happy to be here. Feels a bit weird to be on this side. <laughs> of Starter, so yeah. yeah, you've been the driver for, I would say, every almost every show. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Except for the ones where we've been on Zoom. Yes. Yep. How yes, do you drive a Zoom show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the OG, I could say. Uh, very proud. <laughs> so, Natalia, would you say you've learnt a lot about football over your time listening to us? Yeah. Natalia are you are you a football you. fan, first off? Do you know anything about football going into this? Yeah. Um, going into this, like, not at all. I would say, like, the first show we did, I didn't, like... Honestly, I, when I listened to you guys, I was just like, oh, what the are they talking about? <laughs> but now, definitely... I feel like I'm definitely becoming a football fan, especially after the Euros. Yeah, <laughs> just, like I just really got into it. I now understand the excitement and like why you guys like so into it. And even when you talk during the show, like understand like oh yeah, I get what they're talking about. Or like oh no, I don't agree with you. Call from like Nick. So it's really you don't agree with that. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot. So yeah. Sweet, like that's good. Journey. That's what we like to hear. That's <laughs> what we want people to do from listening to exactly. the show. Because as well, we want it to be like, if you're not into football, there's still like the issues around football and stuff you can listen to as well. But would you say Man United or Liverpool would be a team that you prefer? Now having a whole year of context, oh, no. hearing our no, opinions. Natalia, I'm sat right oh. next to you. Who has influenced oh, you more to you each live. side? I'm putting you on the spot. Listen, <laughs> what if I go different way? No, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> wait, okay, wait, we know you support Chelsea. We know that, okay? Uh, all right, but yeah. if you had to say, you've got Man United here and you've got Liverpool, where would you go? Oh, Bear in mind, Man pressure. United finished above Liverpool. This pressure is absolutely killing no, um, yeah. I am so sorry, Nick, but I'm going <laughs> to say Man United. And the only oh, reason is... Mad. Natalia, I love you still. <laughs> but the only reason is because Colfer showed me the matter of Chelsea, and that's how I decided, like, yeah, Chelsea is my team. So I just they to, beat like, Man U in that game. <laughs> no, we beat them oh, in that game. Oh, 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 oh. Man United beat... It pass. was the Champions League final. Man United beat Chelsea. Who's won the Premier League more recently? Okay, (laughs) who's Who's, got... Who's won the Champions League three times in a row back in the day? (laughs) Back in the day. Before we (laughs) were bloody born. I don't even (laughs) want to hear that. (laughs) Listen, Nick, you don't have to be sour about it. it. I'm devastated right now. I can't... You should have been more convincing, Nick. I think what we've learned from this is... Okay, well, you know, maybe I've been been trying to be as impartial as possible on this show. (laughs) Now I've got to start just going hard with them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? It's just always... I definitely don't feel safe now. I'm going to have to lock my doors tonight. I'm genuinely angry. There's a vendetta now. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Chris. 
fucking us. So I hope everyone oh, supports Man United. <laughs> yeah, oh, but like, what would you say about someone who, who doesn't really watch football like that? How did the Euros? How did that like inspire you to to be more into football? What what about it made you more interested in that than like the regular football season? Um, I would say it was just really exciting, and I just the fact that there was more like teams that I could personally support. Like I would say like when Poland played in the beginning, obviously they lost, but still was like <laughs> exciting to be able to you know, support them and see them play. Support your home country, yeah. Yeah, and like even the Switzerland games, like I, oh, I loved those games so much. Like that team, like especially caught my eye. And mm. then at the end, Italy, like amazing. Just the whole excitement. She won the like, sweepstake. She won. Yeah, won you the did. We still have to, we have to do that then. Got we have to go to the dinner. Okay, <laughs> Italian food. But definitely after like the Euros, I became a big like Italian football fan. Like, like their team is just amazing They've and got a the lot games of talent, huh? they just have so much talent even like as a non like football fan I could mm. see like the talent and like how they played so well so the fluidity about mm. it as well mm. so yeah definitely the this like euros like it was so exciting and every time I was just screaming and that was just like <laughs> the whole like my like heart was pumping like the whole time so I was like yeah I understand like why you guys are into yeah. football now so yeah, yeah I think I just got a lot of people at least at least if not themselves into football at least understanding I why think they appreciated like why people like football and a lot of yeah. the responses that I got was I don't understand how you do this week in week out because the way <laughs> the way a lot of people felt after the England final was just paid they felt a lot of heartache. Yeah, a lot of how stress. you feel after like, like losing? Dude, after you lost it's the how Europa I felt final, a yeah. couple oh. weeks ago. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> two finals in the same couple of weeks. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no one. It, it, it's hard, but it's one of those things that you just can't stop it. I think it's just being sports. Well, fan. it's because the highs come with the lows. The you highs know. come with the lows, exactly. And if you can't celebrate both, then yeah, exactly. You got you've got to you've got to support your team throughout. You know, and that's one of the things that I think is something that people haven't uh, yet to learn with the international team. Yeah. A lot of the time, it, we have a tendency to, to hate on hate on it, go, oh, England never going to win anything, yeah. all of this. But we, you know, obviously, through club football, we have a very cynical attitude as well sometimes. <laughs> very cynical attitude. Yeah, very cynical attitude. <laughs> but obviously, that just comes from just, like, losing all the time. Exactly. Dude, it's no back fun. From these it was like, I remember when Man United season last season started off with a loss. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... You guys came from such a high at the end of last season and then going straight to dropping off to Crystal Palace, I was like... Yeah, honestly. <laughs> sometimes I just question how a football team can genuinely t change my mood for the yeah. day, for the, for the Dude, whole week. it's so bad. But you know what? I wouldn't change it for anything and I think we really enjoyed it. But I think something that we still would like to discuss is, Nick, how do you think this show has changed your opinion and your view on football? I think I've been a bit more... I've become a bit more impartial in, in terms of a bit more open to like the other views of the different like teams. Like for instance, Man United before this show, I wouldn't <laughs> give them, I would not even admit to anyone to my, you know, like in my worst nightmares that Man U actually, like players like Harry Maguire, Bruno Fernandes, yeah. Luke Shaw are genuine talents and are, yeah. are very, very good, you know, and, and, um, and just kind of my attitude towards the game in general. Before it was a, it was very Liverpool focused. Mm. I only wanted to watch Liverpool games. I kind of only paid attention to that kind of Liverpool news. Brentford as well, obviously. Um, but now I kind of subscribe to more Premier League football. I, I call myself a football fan and yeah. and a Liverpool fan, but I'm a football fan as well. So That's I like what to, we like to hear. Yeah, you know, I think it's good to have a well-rounded view 
of the sport, especially I was thinking if I'm going to talk, if I'm going to speak on it, I can't just be yeah. just Liverpool all the time. And while I still love Liverpool and will back them always, I think it's important to have some kind of where you can step back and, you know, view those Manchester United protests, not as, oh, my rivals are, you know, acting out in the street, by actually showing, you know, solidarity and going, yeah, that is a thing for the footballing world to support, you know, not just Man U fans. So it's definitely given me a more, like, broader view uh, on football and a bit more of a understanding of other clubs. That is what we absolutely love to hear. Yeah, as well, it's, I think that's what you that's supposed to be from talking about football. Exactly. Time, I think you, know. you learn so much more because I think even just like listening back to old episodes and listening to previous opinions, it just <laughs> changes so much once you actually understand more about the game and more than just what comes out of your mouth yeah. straight after And I think game. more than just like what you see on social media and stuff. I think know? social media changes people's opinions so much that people don't even watch the game enough. No. I think you pay so much attention oh my gosh, he just lost the ball. He's the worst defender I've ever seen in my yeah. life. One video like, will come out of a player making yeah. a mistake and then for the next three years, that's their reputation. That's all that it is. But that's not what football is. And I think a lot of people need to learn that it's not just that. But it's the, it's the modern age. Yeah, I mean, We're you can see it on, a, on how we've talked about that's... Harry Maguire. Like yeah. from the beginning, it just he was a bit of a joke. <laughs> and then you'll slowly start to read through the season. He's actually a decent yeah. player. He's not just Dude, a, a joke with a with a large head. Do you know, know what it is? It is <laughs> it's, 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 it's not one of those things that I regret the way I talked about Maguire, but I think it's a lot to learn about. Um, your ball knowledge increases so much more yeah. the more you actually pay attention to what you say. Yeah, what would you say has changed? Because I remember you are a, like a new football fan yeah. going into this. When we first started this, I think you had only been watching football for about Two, three months, maybe, something like that. Yeah, since like it, it was since like July, like straight after the Prem started back up. But mm. you know, a lot has changed. I think I've learned so much more. Like like football is one of those things that like Matt, like when, you know, na- international football's on, you'll watch it because everyone else is watching mm. it, you know. The whole unity of it, or when Man United are playing a big game, you know, if it's the Europa League final when we won it back in the day, like I was watching that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's one of them things. But now when you start knowing more about the players, you know, you understand the game a bit more, you understand tactical management, stuff like that. It it changes your entire viewpoint on sport. And I think a lot of the time I used to be like, how can you let a sport make you act up like that? Yeah. <laughs> how can That's a, what everybody Yeah. Thought. How <laughs> can aggression. a sport make you want to smash up your phone? And it was literally just because when you start liking a sport or when you start liking football or anything like that, it it almost just like it plays with your emotions because of how much you care about it. Yeah, yeah, it does. And for Which me, is obviously good and bad. Yeah, it's downs. been such a season of ups and downs. Being a Man United supporter, you go from beating PSG and Leipzig to losing to Istanbul to then getting kicked out of the Champions League to then making it all the way to the Europa League final, then losing it, you know, to being top of the table, then dropping down, staying second, to then, you know, losing Maguire at the end of the season to an injury. Um, It's just, it's so much to put yourself through, but it's like you wouldn't have it any other way. And I think this this has made me, it solidified why I love this thing so much and why, you know, it's where I want to work. It's what I want to do for a living. And I think that's, you know, it's a nice little thing. Yeah, that that is that is a wonderful way yeah. of looking at it. You know, I think your, your football team is sort of like a relationship in a way. Oh my gosh, um, it's such a toxic relationship <laughs> It's a well. very toxic relationship. It's like, it's it's like so this relationship. It's so bad. That. It's that relationship where it's like you're f- to your friend, 
get out of it. Yeah. But you just, they just don't listen to you. And some people have a better relationship than others. Man City yeah. fans, they have a great relationship exactly. with their team. Newcastle fans, probably not so much. Uh, Sunderland, oh my God, <laughs> I'm sorry, right? But, um, but it is this kind of, that you you interact with them. They they give to you and you give back. And that's the, the relationship the fans really should have is ownership of the club. Okay, I'm going away from the <laughs> relationship analogy now. Um, but at least so that it's not like the club can do whatever they want without the fans mm-hmm. being able to have a say in it, at least, you exactly. know, voting, at least having some kind of, you know, mutual control that, that exactly. both the club and the fans have a... You know, we still want the ownership thing. We still all still want the, want the fun, fan ownership. Yes, we exi- want, yes, you know, indeed. we want John Henry out. We want everyone out. We don't like the billionaires owning our clubs and that's not something that we'll ever like and it's something that I think we'll still stick to yeah, protesting course. against because that's what we stand for. And I don't think that's changed just because Man United have made a couple signings or because no. Liverpool are going yeah, to. They'll try and win us back and sweep exactly. it under. And make no mistake, the Super League will come back. They will try it again. Dude, there are clubs still involved in the Super League. Yeah. <laughs> don't think it's over just because the Premier League clubs have left. That's true. And just because our clubs have left absolutely does not mean we support it in any way, shape or form. No, not at all. Nor do we still support our owners because... No, they showed their true colours as we talked like, about. Like, you know? I've hated these people for so long and you still do. <laughs> like, get them out of the club. Yeah, yeah. But, yes, indeed. Yeah. But, Nick, just before we do end the show, I've got a little couple questions for you. Okay. Okay, so, Nick, now that we're finished with Brit, finished with radio here, where do you plan on taking yourself in the future? Uh, it's like a little interview, by the way. Oh, guys. my God, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask the questions back at you as well. Um, <laughs> But of course, I've uh, I'm going to University of South Bank London, so I'm sticking around. Having a meet up outside um, in London next City. uni. It's <laughs> <laughs> just pull up to a com. Everybody like, open the door. South Come Bank on down. in September. <laughs> just give the name, address, you know. Nah, I mean, look, I'm not even. Uh, nah, bro, come on down. Come see me. You know what I'm saying? I need as much networking as I can get. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm studying film, obviously, continuing doing that. Um, but I would still love to do, you know more bits and pieces in radio where I can you know obviously we're going to try and continue keep the show alive. keep the show going maybe not on a weekly basis but mm. on a bi-weekly or monthly basis as much as we can yeah literally as much as we can we're going to be very busy obviously in different parts of the, of the, country. Of the country as we're <laughs> like, going <laughs> to come on to but yeah so I, I really just want to keep keep creating keep keep meeting good people and keep keep cre- doing your thing yeah exactly you know I, I think keep for me music more. and uh, music video <laughs> creation <laughs> I'm gonna obviously try and actually make hopefully intern at Brentford maybe become like get some jobs there m- media creation potentially I'm not trying to out too many of my moves at the moment but I want to I want to work not trying to expose myself uh, too much <laughs> within the music world and within the film world yeah. uh, as much as I still can you know radio as well so yeah that's that's what I'm doing what about you Colton <laughs> what are you going to the future I'm it's turning it back around shine. on you do you know what it is before I do say that, I just want to say that this has made me fall in love with radio so much. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, I think it's one of those things where you think you just sit down and talk to a mic, which is what this is, but it's just so much fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like having a place to just say your opinions and not really have anyone in the background telling you to be quiet or anything like that. It's just like, it's fun. Yeah, no, it really is. It's and a bit it's, of joy. I've just, I've, I've always loved having this space to just yeah. to just chat for like 30 minutes. Very th- therapeutic almost, yeah. you know, which has been really, really nice. Yeah. I'm sure difficult for Natalia to just listen. 
all the time yeah, just talking and Marcus as mad. It's just our voices in the background that Nat and Marcus, you know, have had to listen to week in week. So we want to thank We do want to thank you a lot. Thank you, Natalia, for always coming down and being the driver. Thank you, Marcus, for you know, always editing the shows when we need a meditate. Putting them out. No, you know. thank you. We, we, we very much appreciate yeah. it. And also the done. technical stuff. Yeah, exactly. And Annabelle, you know, sometimes being here, we love you. <laughs> love you, you very much, girl. You've all been incredible and we've loved what you've done on the show. But anyway, back to me. Back to me. Back to cool the main <laughs> <laughs> No, I want to keep working in sports. I'm going to uni in Preston, hopefully. Fingers crossed, you get into uni. <laughs> um, to do sports journalism because, you know, for me, working in sports is what I want to do. Less so the football side of things, more so the Formula One side of things. But, you know, still just, I love this community so much and, you know, being able to make a difference is what I want to do. So, you know, setting up my own, like, programs, agencies, stuff like that for people who maybe are so underrepresented to have the chance to work in, that's sort of what I want to do. And, you know, like, there's certain things that you find out about society, you know, like, like for me, when I was doing, like, ha- like Lewis Hamilton, obviously, is the only black driver in F1, not to get too far into it, but only 1% of people who are black work in F1. So it's like, that's such a tiny amount. So for me, being able to help make a difference for marginalised communities within the sporting world is sort of what I want to do, but yeah. Yeah, no, noble cause indeed, you know. Yeah. Representation within the sporting world is uh, definitely needed a lot more, it, but like behind the scenes, mm. you know, because obviously you see on the pitch and well, not so much in Formula One, but in a lot of other sports represented on the pitch, you have, um, you know, exactly. many people of colour and stuff, but not so much in the coaching staff. That's a problem in football as well. Um, so that's great, yeah. I really. But yeah, that's enough of me. We don't have to talk about me all day, guys. <laughs> we can't go on for ages. Well, I mean, we'll be, <laughs> if you keep listening, we'll be keeping you updated as we as we continue. Just about you know? my life. <laughs> Where so are what's I going on in your life now, Cole? <laughs> your private so life this the best. week. Expose all the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're straying away from the important stuff, guys. Come on, come on. We're gonna have to. You're gonna have to give us the scoop of what like F1 drives have been in your DMs and stuff. Oh, <laughs> You mean the hurting <laughs> them that you don't DMs? <laughs> it's been a bit mad in there. I read them all. <laughs> Listen, I don't bring that on the show to start talking like this. Okay, maybe it's how we wrap this up. It's how we wrap this up. <laughs> Before she gets exposed fully. <laughs> no, um, but... Um, I guess we would we'd talk a bit about, uh, yeah. just just briefly before... What we, we want to do with the show just before we end it. Yeah. But yeah, we aren't stopping here, guys. No. This might be the end of us on Brit Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, we will never be forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and you know, I wouldn't say we had the longest running show on Brit Radio. Come on, oh, that's yeah. that's yeah. something, right? I don't, I don't usually like to brag about that on this show. That is something to definitely brag about. Yeah, yeah, longest yeah. running show on Brit Radio. Uh, Stuart, in the, the future, you got to you got to sign us to whatever radio. <laughs> I tried to plug yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, um, we're ruining our whole reputation with oh this, wow. this last episode. The finale is time this to like... This last episode just ruined everything we've had going for the past Okay, let's... Um, oh, no, but honestly, with this show, we want to keep it going. Not as weekly as we have in the past, just because, you know, we are moving to completely opposite ends of the country. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> but we do want to keep it maybe, like, monthly. We are now going to start our own social channels, you know, to start doing this on... Half time talks on Instagram, half time talks on YouTube, half time yeah. talks on SoundCloud. So and it and it will move, yeah. The 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 episodes probably will start <laughs> being put on the half uh, half time talks with Nick and Coulson channel on Spotify and as as you said on SoundCloud. And yeah, obviously we're gonna have to do it through Zoom for we're most going of the time. Back to our old roots. Yeah, because <laughs> we've done roots. we've done it before <laughs> during 
yeah during lockdown <laughs> we had to uh we had to do it in uh on zoom and it worked out well i'm probably gonna have to i'll, I'll buy a mic or something we'll, Dude, we'll, we'll buy some like cheap it's mics it's gonna be living off uni wi-fi yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uni you're the the so like in your bathroom we'll do the best we can because we really love this show and you know i think it's just a very good thing to just have not just on our CVs, but also just have in our lives. Just we just enjoy it. it so much. Exactly. So we don't want to stop it now. And every, if you know, whenever you come down to London, we'll get a studio space and we'll, uh, <laughs> and we'll record it down here again. <laughs> I will be coming back. I'm not just staying up Preston forever, guys. Yeah, no, you I'll better. Be you better. Back. <laughs> <laughs> just never move back. Oh, <laughs> just stay up north for the rest of my life. No, but honestly, we are about to start wrapping up because we have been going on for a very long time now. Yes. <laughs> I think probably our longest show. Probably. <laughs> It's definitely up there. We've enjoyed it so much, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah, honestly. Thank you, Nick, for being such a great co-host. Thank you. Thank you, you Paul. I really appreciate Done you doing this bit. for me. <laughs> Taking the step into actually doing a radio yeah. show. Like, it's, it's it a... all went from, like, classroom talk, you know, to Literally, being an actual radio Because we was show. doing this for a, bit, a little bit yeah, before, dude, but it was just in the classroom. Yeah, we started this in the studio. Like, we've been doing this since... <laughs> we've been doing this all last year in, in, class, in, in the class yeah. so it was really nice to actually bring it make this an actual like you yeah. know piece of uh, of work production yeah. that we actually worked on so I'm yeah. very glad that you've been super professional and we've been you know pushing me to actually do it as well and I've been very proud of you Nick oh thank you oh, I was so getting emotional now <laughs> I'm very proud of what we've done and, and, yeah. and of your work uh, 100%. Exactly. I know yeah. you're going to go far in this industry, you so I'm very, I'm very happy <laughs> I've, I've managed to, to work with you on this at this stage. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's, it's been incredible. And I don't think I would have wanted to have sat in a room for 30 minutes week in, week out of anyone else. Just talking into a mic. Me neither, honestly. <laughs> never. And I never thought I would say that about a Man United. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but no, like honestly, uniting honestly, unity. Wouldn't, wouldn't have done it with anyone else. Yeah, exactly. And we couldn't have done it without anyone listening. So yeah. So thank you to everyone who's listened. To everyone who's been a part of the show, to everyone who's helped keep it going. You know, we've already thanked everyone in the studio. But once again. Thanks, Nat. Another Marcus, big shout out to you. Know, like, honestly. Thanks to you guys. It was honestly. such a pleasure listening to you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And so, yeah, just at lastly, I guess, thanks for everyone who listened. Yeah. Um, because that's why we did it, you yeah. know, so people could actually enjoy it and listen to it. And uh, we hope you will continue to listen in the future. And for the last time, I've been Corbin. And I've been Nick. And thank you for listening. Yeah.